This is The Joe Gaither Show on BamaCentral.com. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, West Alabama. How are you doing? Wherever you're watching The Joe Gaither Show, you're watching us right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. Of course, I am Joe Gaither. You can find me on social media at Joe Gaither 6. You might be watching us on our Facebook or Twitter or YouTube at Joe Gaither 6. You can always find me on Instagram, on Snapchat, TikTok, wherever you want to find us at Joe Gaither 6. And we have a proud part. Of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. Of course, I am Joe Gaither. You are the listener, the viewer. You guys make this show possible. So if you want to get involved in the show, you can find us right there at Joe Gaither 6 and comment, question, query, and complaint right there in the comments section. Or just find me and we can chat on the DMs if you want to do that. But we are going to kick off a brand new week right here at Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. And uh, look, I'm angry. I'm not happy. I am not a happy camper. I don't want to talk about football. I don't want to talk about the recruiting that we did have Jeremy Bernard and uh, and Parker Brailsford, excuse me, Parker Brailsford, both committing over the weekend. And you can read about them on BamaCentral.com. A huge pickup, getting a center, the probably the top center in the country. Uh, avail- I mean, he was the top center available. Uh, you all know how many eh, issues you had from the center position this past year. We've talked about that at length. So Parker Brailsford is a huge get. And you're going to need some receivers because, you know, losing, Jeremy, uh, J- uh, losing Jermaine Burton and losing Isaiah Bond. Uh, you know, you lost Corey Brooks to the transfer portal. So you're going to need a receiver, a good get to get uh, Jeremy Bernard as well. But look, I'm not happy. I'm not happy today because Saturday is stuck in my brain. So we are going to go through the Alabama basketball loss on Saturday. I'm going to let you know how I feel. I'm going to let you know what I think. Uh, You can uh, tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, We're going to try to find some balance. But before we get into it, let me me, me just kind of set this up here. Look, I... uh, I work for BamaCentral.com. We love we love working for BamaCentral.com. I've pretty much tried to eliminate the fandom out of my journalism as much as I can, but you know how it goes. Look, I've done that with the Chicago Bears. I've done that with Alabama football. When Alabama football wins or loses, it's like, okay, what's the story? How can I do my job? For some reason, I don't know what it is, but with Alabama basketball, I still am kicking the couch angry. I still am cursing at the dog mad over any results that don't go the Crimson Tide's way. Now, not always, not always, but a result uh, a result like the one that we had on Saturday, Alabama losing to Tennessee 91 to, uh, 91-71, 20-point loss, and never really were in the ballgame on Saturday. Why was I so angry? Because, oh, man. He just wanted more. Okay, on Friday's episode, I talked about I thought the game was a must-win game. Now, it wasn't a must-win game. Everything is still out in front of Alabama basketball. But why? Why did I think it was a must-win game? Because this was the next opportunity for Alabama to play against quality competition and prove that the lessons that they, you know, the hard lessons that they that they learned against Creighton, Arizona, and Purdue had paid off for this basketball team. 
Alabama entered the Saturday game on a six-game winning streak, winning at Mississippi State. That's a good win. Uh, and you wanted to see that momentum carry forward. Alabama was tied for first in the SEC with Auburn, now tied for second uh, with Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, and Alabama all, all sitting in their second place. Auburn alone in first place. I thought it was a must-win game because you want to hold serve with Auburn. I don't want to see Auburn losing very many times this year. They're a, great, they're a really good basketball team. I think Tennessee is a really good basketball team as well. So it's important to hold serve if your goal is to win the con uh, win the conference regular season. I mean, basically it all comes down to what your goals are this year. What your goals are anyway, any year. Your goals for, as a basketball program pretty much are the consistent across the board. They're cons I mean, they have been consistent here at Alabama. Your goals are one, let's make the NCAA tournament. You got to make the NCAA tournament. Can we get to the big dance? Well, Nate Oates, you pretty much made that goal a foregone conclusion over the last four years. Appreciate that. I love that. Just from a fandom perspective, it's great to think we're going to be in the field. Alabama basketball should be in the field every single year. There should be no reason, any reason, that the, that the Crimson Tide are left out of the field. And they're not going to be left out of the field this year. East, uh, the, the, what are they, fourth seed, according to Joe Lenardi right now? They're going to end up anywhere between the three or the six or seven, depending on how the rest of this season plays out for the Crimson Tide. But I thought, you know, your next goal, you get to the NCAA tournament. Great. Your next goal is to win the SEC regular season. Alabama has done that twice under head coach Nato. It's great seasons. Great. I mean, he's done incredible in the league. He's won four uh, conference titles in the in five years uh, that he's been here. Well, this is the fifth. Uh, in the seven, out of the seven, uh, out of the seven championships that the SEC has given out, Nato has taken four of them home. So you're doing that. Look, the program is fine. The program is still on the rise, absolutely on the rise. But, you know, I take my emotions, I take my anger, I take my disappointment and just internalize it and wonder when, what will it take for Alabama to take that next step forward, to keep growing, to keep, and look, this team has dealt with a loss, was given a lot of adversity going into the year. Uh, namely with Charles Bediaco going into uh, going into the NBA uh, draft and going to the Senate, uh, going to the Spurs in the G League, Javon Quinterly getting transferring out late, going to Memphis, and you see Memphis doing very well. Look, your goals are the same year in and year out, regardless of the circumstances. Look, we're not gonna even the circumstances I just outlined. You still expected to get to the NCAA tournament, and you will get in the NCAA tournament with a favorable seed. So yeah, Alabama basketball is fine, sure. Okay, what about that next goal, winning the SEC regular season? Well, took a big step back on Saturday. Uh, you know, people have been in my mentions and been, 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 you know, throwing counterpoints at me. Well, Joe, Alabama lost at Tennessee last season and still was able to go on and win the league. Yeah, they were. But look around the rest of the league. Tennessee, that's a really good team. That's probably the best team that Alabama has played this entire year. No disrespect to you, Purdue, or you, Arizona, or you, Creighton. I think Tennessee plays both sides of the floor as good as anyone that Alabama has played this year. All right, so you're playing with Tennessee in your conference. Auburn wasn't really that good last year. Uh, Auburn's really damn good. Auburn's really good this year. And so because of that, you have three teams. And Kentucky, look, we haven't, Kentucky with their seven-foot-two freshman from Europe who's basically a pro who came out and lit it up on Saturday. You have three other programs that are top-tier. 
these three programs are head and shoulders above the rest of the programs in the league this year, right now, in the league this year. Can Alabama be in that group of three? Sure, they can be when they're playing good defense, when their shots are falling, as they did. <laughs> they were not falling on, on Saturday. When they're not turning the basketball over 23 times, uh, 22 times, giving up 20, uh, 23 points off the turnovers. When they're not giving up 10 offensive rebounds in the first half. When they're not turning the, the ball over six times on your first 11 possessions. Yeah, Alabama could get into that top three. Uh, but what made it a must win is the other three teams. You're going to have to continue to hold serve with Tennessee, with Auburn, and with Kentucky. And now, can you split with Tennessee? Because that's kind of where you are now. Yeah, you can split with Tennessee. They're coming to Tuscaloosa in a couple of, in a couple of weeks, and you can get that win back. All right, and so you can even that back out. But will Auburn be losing a whole lot this year? I don't think so. you got to limit the L's, limit the L column. Will Kentucky be losing a whole lot this year? I don't think so. And Alabama only has the trip to Lexington. You don't get the home and home with Kentucky. So it's going to be really challenging to win the league because of the, the top programs that, that are having great seasons, Kentucky, Auburn, uh, and Tennessee. They're having great years, and they're good programs. Look, Alabama is a, is a good program as well. Alabama. Super talented. Look at them in the metrically speaking. Ken Palm still top 10. They're still top 10 in the net as well. Like they're still widely respected in the basketball community. Uh, but I wonder if the goals that are really much set before the year make the NCAA tournament, win the SEC regular season, win the SEC tournament, and then boom, get to the final four. I mean, it's that kind of tiered goals. Obviously, as you go through the tiers, the goals get harder to achieve. But I'm just wondering if Alabama needs to punt on the other three goals this year. The winning the SEC regular season, winning the SEC tournament, getting to the Final Four. Now, granted, you can say, Joe, come on now. That's a too high of an expectation for Alabama basketball. The Crimson Tide's never been to the Final Four. Elite Eight is, is as far as they go. Even with the great Wim Sanderson, he only won five SEC tournaments, and he only got to the Sweet 16. He got to the Sweet 16, what, 10 times? Never got past it? Does that make Coach Sanderson a failure? Absolutely not. Coach Sanderson, great man. Love you, Coach. And I'll, I'll be reaching out to you again soon. But, no, Coach Sanderson was a great era of Alabama basketball. Now, you went through a bit of a desert, uh, and Nate Oates is kind of returning Alabama to that. So the standard is, oh, Alabama's getting to the tournament every year. All right, we're, we're checking that box off. And Nate Oates is still recruiting at a top level. Look at the next recruiting class, Aiden Sherrill, Nas Cunningham, and Deron Reed. Like, you're going to have good players. And you're going to put a competitive product on the floor. So we're we're at the point now where, okay, you are getting to the tournament every year. You have respect in the basketball community. Can you win one? Can you keep okay, can you establish dominance in the SEC? Can you get to the final four? Can you break that glass ceiling that's never been done here with the Alabama program? And so, yeah, maybe my frustration is misplaced. Maybe my anger is misplaced because the expectations and the reality uh, don't match up. The expectations that, hey, we are on this, uh, you know, we're in this upper echelon of respected programs. I mean, come on. You can easily say, yeah, the AP poll doesn't have Alabama ranked in the top 25. They're, certain, uh, they're, they're what, number 28, 29 right now uh, in the others receiving votes, and they've been there for the last two weeks. They're respected nationally. They are – look, when people see Alabama on the schedule, they know they're going to have to play a good game to win. But I'm ready to take the next step. I want to keep pushing. 
I want to see the program keep pushing for the next – and look, maybe last year was the year. People, you know, lamented over Brandon Miller and Noah Clowney, go, go, you know, going into the NBA draft, going into the NBA draft and get, taking the number one overall seed. And, of course, you're not going to have – you lose Brandon Miller, number two overall pick. You lose Noah Clowney. What was he, number 21? You lose Javon Quinterly to the transfer portal. Like, things <clears throat> things are going to happen. You're probably not going to have the same success that you had last season as far as, oh, Alabama's a top-five team in, in the country. Respect. But you, could, you can win the league. This team can win the league. This team can win the SEC. Maybe that's one of my frustrations is because I believe this team can win the SEC. And was I foolish? Mm, probably so. Probably foolish. But I admit my foolishness. You can read it right there in my Twitter bio, uh, often wrong but never in doubt. I, Nate Oates is the kind of coach who can take this team, take this program, and win the league every year and be dominant in the SEC tournament and strike fear the, uh, into the hearts of the NCAA tournament teams. I'm um, just really uh, kind of that, – that's probably where my frustration lies with this team is, all right, Saturday was not a good day. Now, my friend Blake Byler, my friend Blake Byler points out properly uh, on his social media, and you can follow him at BlakeByler45 on the Twitter machine, uh, and he was kind of talking – I don't know if it was a shot at me personally, but he was talking about the people like myself who were not happy on Saturday, who are still not happy. Oh, so frustrated. He says, it seems like teams are taking the annual road blowout loss very well. And he points out that Alabama lost obviously by 20 on Saturday. You remember last year, SEC Big 12 Challenge, Alabama lost by 24, 25 to Oklahoma. Uh, they went up to Memphis and lost as well. You, you, you've seen this. You've seen NATO's teams go on the road mid-January and lay eggs before. It's happened. And the team has bounced back respectively almost every single time. So they might bounce back respectively on, on Wednesday. I wonder, is the frustration, does the does the anger that I feel, is it rooted in Tennessee? Is it rooted in this is about Tennessee? And you guys all know me if you listen to the program, if you're listening for the first time or watching for the first time. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I've been in Tuscaloosa, I've been in Tuscaloosa for the last 13 years, 14 years, but I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I grew up with a lot of Vols fans. So the Tennessee rivalry still means a lot to me. And maybe that's where my the frustration, maybe that's where my disappointment, maybe that's where my anger lies uh, because the egg was laid against Tennessee. Now you lost to Tennessee last year, but it was by what, eight, nine, 10 points? You didn't get blown out of the building. Alabama was blown out of the building uh, this past weekend in the Thompson Bowling Arena. And Dalton Connect, he really he played okay. He played, uh, for his standards, he played, he played all right. Like, you got uh, the bad shooting night, bad in quotation marks, the bad shooting night from Dalton Connect. Uh, he ended up with 25 points instead of, what, his 30, 35 points. Uh, he was 8 of 20. 8 of 20 from the floor and only 1 of 6 from the, from the three-point line. Now, Maybe that's what my problem is. There was Tennessee that Alabama like. Look, Nate Oates, he he, he addressed it after. He said, "I didn't do a good good enough job getting the team prepared to play against their physical style." And people have complained. Alabama, oh, it was a tough whistle. The official the officials didn't give you any calls. Oh, if they were you know if they were blowing the whistle, you wouldn't have had those twenty two turnovers. I don't know. I mean, was the whistle tough? Yes, the whistle was tough. Tennessee played physically. That's what they do. Tennessee is going to grab, going to hold, going to make things challenging for you on the offensive end. They're going to fight through screens. They're going to be very physical on the block. They're a tough team to play. 
But does that give any sort of excuse for Alabama because they run into a tough team? No, you weren't going to give them an excuse last uh, two weeks ago when they played Mississippi State. And, t- and Mississippi State's a tough team. They play hard. They play physical. Look, I know Zach Eady is seven foot five, but these are teams that you're going to have to be playing. Purdue for these are teams that you're going to be playing when you get to the deeper stages of the uh, of the NCAA tournament. If you get to the deeper stages of the NCAA tournament, these good teams, the Tennessees, the Kentuckys, the Auburns of the world, are the teams you're going to be playing if you're going to be winning the SEC tournament in Nashville in what three months. Uh, Two months or so. So, yeah, they're like, oh, well, you're not going to play Tennessee every night. You're right. You're right. You're going to get to play Vanderbilt sometimes. You're going to get to play South Carolina sometimes. You're going to get to play Eastern Kentucky sometimes. So, look, you look through the Ken Palm Nets. I mean, so, so many people are Ken Palm Kings. Uh, look, you look through the Ken Palm rankings in the six-game win streak, right? You beat Eastern Kentucky. You beat Liberty. You beat – Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina. Like in that six ta- six game stretch, if you eliminate Mississippi State, the average Ken Palm ranking of those teams is one seventeen. So, did Alabama see success over the last couple of weeks, where they went on a six game win streak, or was the competition just not that good? I would kind of lean after Saturday's performance that the competition just wasn't that good. Now, Alabama still, again, highly respected. Top 10 team in that, top 10 team in Ken Palm, sitting at 29 in the AP poll. Very respected. The people who watch basketball know that Alabama is a dangerous team. But Coach, Coach, Coach Nate Oates has talked about it throughout the season, about playing well in winning times playing well during the last four minutes of the half, first four minutes of the half, in in that middle eight, and then in the last four, making good decisions. Look, I got to give Alabama – we got to look at the other side of the coin. Maybe it was Mark Sears' ankle is not 100%, and Alabama just wasn't really into – like, whatever the case may be, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out for Wednesday because Auburn is coming into the building on Wednesday. And we can be, uh, you can be upset about losing to Tennessee and, and and it can be a one-off or it can start a spiral. What's the ceiling for this team? People uh, kind of gave me a hard time. Oh, this team is still fine. This team is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's real good on offense. It's real meh on defense. And, oh, Alabama's not going to shoot that poorly ever again. Dude, this is, this is the second game. That not the first. This is the second game this year that Alabama has shot under twenty percent from the three, from the three point line. Oh, they're not going to they're not going to shoot that poorly again. Just like they shot against San Diego State in the NCAA tournament in Louisville. I'm sorry, that's how they shot against Creighton out of Nebraska. That's how they shot up there in Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday. And people say, "Oh well, it's a road game. It's a it's a hard it's a." It's a road environment. It's a road game. It's it, it's a you know a foreign arena. I'm sorry. Let me know the next time an NCAA tournament game or an SEC tournament game is played in Coleman Coliseum. I, they're not on the schedule from from my knowledge. The only tournament games that are scheduled in Coleman Coliseum are tournaments that Alabama doesn't want to be a part of. The NIT and the CBI. You don't want to be a part of those at all. You want no part of them. Even if you're hosting, yo, I'm the number one seed in the NIT. No, you got left out, not invited. So you say, oh, Alabama, they're going to play better in Colton Coliseum. Well, shoot, you hope so. But let me know the next time an NCAA tournament game is held in Colton Coliseum. Now, 
loved going up to the BJCC last year and playing round number one and round number two. And we look forward, hopefully, to the NCAA tournament returning to Birmingham. But even that is not a home game. Yeah, Alabama played well against Liberty what, a couple of weeks ago in the BJCC. So, great. Home away from home. But uh, these NCAA tournament <laughs> games are not going to be played in Birmingham. They're not going to be played in Coleman College. So you're just going to – I'm sorry. It's going to – you're going to have to learn to win on the road. You're going to have to learn to win in these bigger arenas. I'm sorry, Bridgestone Arena, that's a big arena, long – bad sight lines. Like, it's just – it is what it is. You're going to be playing – you're so frustrated with the excuses for this, for, for this, for this team. Yeah, they're good. The offense is good. Mark Sears, I think he's still playing at an SEC player of the year level. And yes, the injury, the ankle injury, I don't think he was 100% on Saturday despite what Nate Oates said in pregame. Sure, I understand that. And I understand Grant Nelson, you just haven't got what you wanted out of Grant. Like, I get it. Personnel has made things challenging for Coach Oates. But I'm... At the point, you were, what, three months into the season? Yeah, November, December, January. You're three months into the year, and you're still trying to figure out who's going to be on the floor to get these defensive rotations right. Who's going to be on the floor that I can trust to take care of the basketball? Who's going to be on the floor to basically play winning basketball? I don't know if you have uh, – I don't know if you have the, the, the mental makeup, per se, or – I, I don't know if it's a, it's a, if it's a want to issue. I, I think my biggest frustration is not the poor shooting because look, you're going to have a bad shooting night. It's the turnovers. It's the lackadaisical effort on the glass. You gave up so many second chance points. You gave up so many points off turnovers. It was basically it seemed like Alabama just didn't want to be there. And that in and of itself is frustrating to see. Look, you think back to two years ago, to last year, Alabama goes to Houston. Uh, and Houston was a, good, it was, a, it was a real good team. And Alabama was down in the second half, down 13-14 in the second half. And you saw the character of this of, of that team stop, get stop, get score, get a stop, get a score. Do you have any confidence that this team that this year's team can play from behind in any sort of fashion? Yeah, they got good offense, but can they can they string together stops? I don't quite have that faith that they can string together stops. Now, uh, you ended up having Grant Nelson foul out, and that's that's that, that's painful. Uh, you got beat up on the glass with Adu. And, and look, Tennessee, you do have to give them a lot of credit. I think Tennessee is probably the best basketball team that Alabama has played this year. Now, we'll see on Wednesday if that remains to be true. Rick Barnes, he's got a great program. You give Tennessee a lot of credit. This is not all about Alabama being bad. No, Alabama's still a good team. Alabama is fine per per a lot of people per a lot of people's comments. Oh, this team is still fine. Yes, it is fine. This team is fine. This team will be beating the teams that are uh, not quite as talented as they are. The Eastern Kentuckys, the Liberties, the South Carolinas, the Missouris of, of the world. But where will they stand against Kentucky? Where will they stand against Auburn, against Tennessee? And then in the second round of the NCAA tournament, that's what's got me concerned. Will the team be in the tournament? Yeah, it's a shoe-in. They're in the tur- they'll be in the tournament. There's not anything, well, barring an epic, an epic collapse. And I would be so shocked if that happened. Uh, but will this team get to where the average Alabama fan wants to see it go? 
uh, I have my concerns. I have my doubts because of the deficiencies on the glass, deficiencies in the front court. And I know, look, I know that this team was supposed to have Charles Bediaco on it. Uh, I asked a question on my Twitter poll on, uh, guess, on Saturday night as I was still stewing, which Alabama basketball has one open scholarship. Uh, they only got 12, 12 scholarships filled. Hypothetically, if Nate Oates could fill that one scholarship with any of his former Alabama players, who would he fill it with? And I put uh, Brandon Miller on there. I put uh, Herb Jones on there. I put Charles Bediaco and gave an op- option for people to comment a fourth option if they wanted to. Look, a lot. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller won the poll. Won the poll by a wide margin. But you're all wrong. I'm sorry. Brandon Miller is the third player that he would take. He's going to take Charles Bediaco first, and then he's going to take Herb Jones second, and he'll t- he would take Brandon Miller third. Is Brandon Miller probably the most talented player of the three? Oh yeah, easy. We're not debating that. But for what this 2023-24 team is missing, what this 2023-24 team needs is a rim protector, first off. Oh, gosh, you're getting terrible rim protection. But you need some defensive grit. So you're either going to take Charles Bediaco or you're going to take Herb Jones because you need that guy who's going to say, we are getting a stop and I'm going to do everything I can to get a stop. I, look, I have no confidence uh, I have no confidence right now in Alabama basketball getting a stop. What five players are you putting on the floor? You say it's the end of the game. You got to get a stop to win. Let's say 15, 20 seconds on the clock. What five are you putting out there? You think this team is getting, this group's getting the stop. Uh, Muhammad Diabate probably is getting out there. Uh, is Aaron, uh, is Aaron Estrada? No. I don't have much confidence in him uh, stopping a blow by. Is Ryland Griffin? Ryland's out there. Yeah, Ryland's out there for sure. Uh, but he had not so good of a game either. Carl Ravitch in the second half saying, I don't uh, – <laughs> Carl Ravitch in the second half said, Ryland Griffin looks disengaged is what he said. And that's probably where my frustration lies. The disengaged, it kind of seemed like, oh, Tennessee punked you. Tennessee punched us in the mouth right off the bat. Six out of the first 11, tur- uh, six out of the first 11 possessions were resulted in turnovers. Tennessee punched you in the mouth and said, this is how we're going to play today. And Alabama folded. Now, does that mean that they're going to continue to fold on the season of failure and NATO, it's a bump? No, none of that. But it's just. Uh, a microcosm of what this team has faced this year. You've lost to Purdue. You've lost to Creighton. You've lost to Arizona. Three teams that are up in the upper echelon of college basketball. Three teams that have, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four aspirations, just like this uh, the Alabama basketball program should have. Now, I know you lost some of the players, and so and, uh, you, you lost some of the players we've already outlined, and so that might change your expectations. But the expectations, you know, for Alabama football never change. They never change. You lose a player in a transfer portal. You get another player in a transfer portal. You lose a recruit. You lose a coach. What is it? It's national championship. It's SEC championship. You, look, the football team, their their goals are beat Auburn, beat Tennessee, beat LSU. Boom. There's the your first set. And then it's can we win the SEC West? Well, now it's can we you know get to the SEC, SEC title game? And then it's can you win the SEC title game? Can you get in the college? Like there's tiers to this. There are tiers and levels to this. And Alabama basketball is now past this tier of, oh, we just want to make the tournament. Look, Avery Johnson, Anthony Grant, those years, yes. Can we scratch and claw and find our way into the NCAA tournament? That was the goal. That was the biggest goal. 
because it was the hurdle that hadn't really been clear. Nate Oates has made that hurdle look like a small stepping stool. Nate Oates has made that hurdle, that goal, look like a foregone conclusion. And for that, you have to commend Coach Oates. You have to. You've raised the level of expectations. You've become a national recruiter over the last five years. You've won four SEC championships. So the expectations, the needle is moved just a little bit. I know you're not Kentucky. I know you're not Duke. You're not North Carolina. You're not UConn. But you want to get to that level, right? That's where you want to go. Let's raise the bar here. NCAA tournament, goal number one. Goal number two, win the SEC regular season. Goal number three, win the SEC tournament. And goal number four, get to the final four. Now, are you a failure if you don't hit any of these goals? No, I I don't like ascribing seasons as success or failure because uh, that boils things down to, you know, the bounce of the ball. You got to look at the whole, you know, the entirety of the year. And Alabama basketball is sitting at sitting at uh, twelve and six on the year. You're four and one in conference. So you think about those four goals. Is everything still in front of you? Yes, everything's still in front of you if you respond on Wednesday night. You cannot drop. You cannot go to three and two in the league. You have to protect home court. You cannot go to three and two in the league and have one of those losses already be to Auburn. Because in that case, you basically said you're not winning the league. You lose to Auburn on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I don't have a whole lot of faith on this team going into Neville Arena and winning in the jungle. That place is bleeping nasty. It's a lot of fun to be there. But that place is uh, a hellscape and, and really challenging to play it. So if you don't protect home court on Wednesday, you basically are saying, eh, we're punting on winning the league. I think this team is a top four team in the league. Maybe that's their ceiling. Maybe it is. And maybe that, and if it is, then maybe I can mm, temper down my expectations. Uh, but I've just got this crazy thought in me, this crazy piece of me. That's like, okay, NATO, it says reach this one level. It's time to take it to the next. And with that is consistency in the league. Maybe it is just because Alabama laid a stinker against Tennessee. Maybe it is the way that they were punked. I told Blake Byler a couple of weeks ago, when Alabama doesn't shoot well, it's fine. But when Alabama doesn't play hard on defense, doesn't rebound the basketball, doesn't clear the defensive glass, uh, when Alabama plays sloppy, that's where I get into my crazy gene. That's where I get into my this is bleeping unacceptable. This is, you know, gross to watch, not fun to cover. Look, we know that the Alabama system, the Alabama offensive system is a blast. And I, th- I have pretty much uh, confidence in the Alabama offensive system. I'm hopeful that uh, this loss will serve as a wake-up call because you have a challenge the rest of the way in front of you. Let's look at the rest of the league here. You've got at all, or Auburn, Auburn at home on Wednesday. We already know that, top 10 team. And you go on the road to LSU. You should win, right? All right, let's, let's do a little tally here. Let's do a little win-loss tally. We're going to W's and L's. All right, so um, – I'm just going to call it like I see it. Auburn's going to beat you on uh, on Wednesday. That's an L. Uh, LSU, you're going to go down. To, uh, you're going to, uh, to host LSU. You're going to win at home. You're going to go to Georgia, and you're going to win. You're going to get Mississippi State back at home. You're going to win. That's three. Uh, then you go down to Auburn. There's another L. And you go down to LSU. I'll give you another win. 
uh, at, uh, A&M comes to Tuscaloosa. a and going to be a hard one. Is this going to be a game, an 11 a.m. game that Alabama lays an egg at home? We're going to say yes. Uh, there you go. Uh, Florida at home, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday or Wednesday, February 21st. Uh, we'll say Florida is a win, okay? Uh, at Kentucky, oh, we're going to give you an L right there. At Ole Miss, we'll take a win. I think you're better than that squad. Uh, Tennessee at home. Tennessee at home, let's give Alabama the split. we, we got to give Alabama one of these games against the top-tier competition. Uh, at Florida, you're going to win again. And then Arkansas at home, you're going to beat Eric Musselman. So that's 9-4 and four the rest of the way. 9-4 and four plus 3-1 and one is, what's that, 12-5. and 12-5, and five, and that puts, that's going to put you probably fourth in the league. Please disagree with me if you like. But uh, that's going to be disappointing for me. I know SEC preseason picked, they were sixth, uh, but I don't always believe in those SEC preseason picks. I think that, you know, people are a little bit lazy with their uh, with their expectations and with people returning. What was it? But Tennessee is damn good. And they, uh, they gave it to Alabama on Saturday. And so Alabama will have to respond Wednesday in Coleman Coliseum. You're going to be able to read all about it on BamaCentral.com. Blake Byler is working on a piece for us at the moment. And so I really appreciate his help and Blake's kind of a touch of balance that he that he's brought to uh, brought to my opinions and brought to Bama Central uh, on in that frame. Look, where are we where are we at? Let's see on my note sheet. What do we think? Why did I think it was a must win? We've addressed that. What are Alabama's goals? We've addressed that. Uh, Mark Sears's health and how much would that have helped? It's hard to say. It's hard to say because would Mark Sears have not turned the ball over seven times if he was healthy? Probably, maybe. Uh, you've got the Tennessee defensive aggression. Mark Sears is uh, not fully not fully healthy aspect. I think you combine the two and you find somewhere in the middle of that 21, that 20 point margin. Uh, we talked about Carl Ravitch. We talked about second chance points. Grant Nelson, he, he fouled out. Look, he had, he had four fouls by the 18 minute mark. I hate to beat you that way, but Grant's been a very, very, very disappointing for this Alabama team. You, you thought that he was going to come in here and maybe establish himself as maybe a possible lottery pick, at least a first round draft pick. Oh, he has not done that. He has not done that so far. No, doesn't mean he can't. Uh, still some time. You you go on a run here. Look, everybody just remembers what you do in March anyways. <laughs> so, Grant, you can uh, you can go out there and save your season. But for now, you've been a large, uh, pretty big disappointment for, for me, at least for me. I want to encourage you guys to get to Coleman Coliseum on Wednesday. Uh, look, it's going to be a huge game. Uh, let's see. Tip-off time is 6.30. Gives you an extra half hour to get there from Birmingham, all you out-of-towners. Come on, get into Coleman Coliseum, make it rocket. Don't sell your tickets to Auburn fans. Look, the last time you played Auburn in Coleman Coliseum, it worked out pretty good. You're down 17 points. You came back and you beat them to, to win your SEC regular season title. Big thanks to Javon Quinterly in that game. Javon Quinterly basically took the game over last year in Coleman Coliseum, and it was a blast to be there. We're going to be there at BamaCentral.com on Wednesday covering the team. I will try my best to stay as objective as I can. Blake will give you the, Blake and Katie give you the most objective opinions, and they're working on me. They're working on me, trying to bend me a little bit, trying to uh, take me more into the professional mindset, and I really appreciate that because here's the thing. Alabama loses on Saturday, and I am just stewing 
angry and I'm trying to get rid of it. Oh, you go exercise. Oh, you go, you know, be, stay busy. I don't know why. I, I, I really don't know why. And, and I'm trying to work, it, work, work through it. The anger uh, that I kind of felt, the frustration that I felt, it stayed with me really for the next two days. Uh, we'll work through that as we get a little bit better on the Joe Kathan Show on Bama Central. Look, before we uh, transition, uh, there's just a couple of things to get out of here with. I want to thank Greasy Hands Barbershop. If you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, you see I got a haircut today. Big thanks to Miller at Greasy Hands Barbershop. Make sure you go see those guys. Uh, go online, schedule yourself schedule yourself uh, an appointment right there on their app. It's very, very easy. They do a great job, and they give nice, affordable, easy haircuts. It's a nice experience. Uh, I'll encourage all of you guys to uh, – all of you guys to go check out Greasy Hands Barbershop right here in Tuscaloosa. They've got locations in Mississippi and in South Alabama as well. So appreciate those guys uh, shaping me up, making me look a little bit more presentable today as I sound like an absolute fool. All right. So we're going to get out of here with just real quick. Julian Sayan announces he's going to Ohio State over the weekend. That's pretty much a foregone conclusion when we saw he went into the transfer portal and Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Here's what I want to get into. The kind of thing that I heard this weekend that blew my mind. You knew Ohio State was spending a lot of money in the transfer portal. Quenchon Judkins, Caleb Downs, Julian Sayan. You knew that they were going hard in the portal. And more power to them. Great. Good, good, good for you. Uh, I just find it hilarious that – Ohio State sees Michigan win a national championship, and they say, uh-uh, 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 dumping money, dumping money into the portal, allegedly $13 million. Allegedly, they spent $13 million on this year's transfer portal class. $13 million on this year's transfer portal class. So that's between Quenchon Judkins, that's between Julian Say, and that's between Caleb Downs and several others, right? How much do you think that Alabama football spent on their entire roster last year, the 2023 roster? Now, these are rough numbers, but you're, 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 I, I'm, I'm confident that they are in the ballpark, per se. Allegedly, Alabama's roster cost them $15 million last year. All right, so you're taking the whole 85 scholarship guys and dividing $15 million between them. And look, they're getting paid. That's nice. That's that's real nice. Good for them. Uh, but if that's what you're competing with in the transfer portal. That's what you're competing with in recruiting. That's what you're competing with in the national landscape. And I don't know that the average Alabama fan really understands just how much Money the Texas people are throwing at these kids. The Ohio State people are throwing at these kids. Even the Georgia people are throwing at these kids. Uh, and so it makes me think about our friends at Yay Alabama. It makes me think about, you know, you guys signing up for Yay Alabama. And it makes me wonder if it's even possible to catch up via the Yay Alabama Avenue or if there needs to be other avenues explored to raise the funds uh, for these Alabama football players in NIL because they go into the transfer portal and it's like uh, it's it becomes a bidding war it becomes a prize pony at, you know at the corral Julian saying I think he made himself quite a bit of money and good for him no 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 knock on that go play for Bill O'Brien a guy that recruited you 
and hopefully it all works out for all parties involved. But just with, with that saying, like you're going to have to figure out other aspects, other ways to raise the NIL game. That or Kalen DeBoer is just going to have to keep doing what he's been doing already in his career, and that is winning games with less talent. Maybe that's why Kalen DeBoer was identified as the candidate for Greg Byrne to replace Nick Saban. Because throughout Kalen DeBoer's career, at Sioux Falls and at Fresno State and at Indiana, uh, at Indiana and obviously at Washington, his what 104 and 12 with less talent, virtually pretty consistently in all these games. He's out scheming, out X's and O's. He's basically football coaching his way out of a paper bag and winning these games. 104 and 12 with less talent. So what's he going to have to do here in Alabama? He's either going to have to raise the NIL game across the entire entire board, get everybody involved in AGA Alabama, get all the boosters to, you know, reach deep into their pockets and to raise their level of play in the NIL game or he's going to have to say, you know what? We're not going to get all the five stars. We'll get two or three five stars here. Because, look, Alabama still recruits itself. The brand is still strong. There's just not that guaranteed quick path into the NFL that Nick Saban, uh, that Nick Saban basically promised folks. We'll have to, we'll to kind of see if Kalen DeBoer can continue to develop NFL players uh, the way that Nick Saban did. For now, he's basically going to have to hit the recruiting uh, recruiting field recruiting trail excuse me recruiting trail and make strong relationships with these players and basically hope that the relationships matter enough to overcome some of the dollars and maybe they will We'll have to see. Give the man some time. We'll see what he does with the spring transfer portal window. We'll see what he does in, what, two weeks when uh, National Signing Day kind of kind of get, gets wrapped up, uh, first Wednesday of February. And, of course, all of our eyes are on Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams was in town this past weekend uh, enjoying himself. Look, I don't know this for sure, but I think Ryan Williams is going to sign on that dotted line with the Alabama Crimson Tide. His father was on Instagram. They brought Roll Tide Willie in to the, uh, to, to, to the facility to meet Ryan Williams. You know Roll Tide Willie. Don't give a piss about nothing but the Tide. So Roll Tide Willie in there with our friend Ryan Williams and his father. Look, everybody in the Williams clan uh, put on an Alabama uniform and was taking, uh, taking photos, and his father was doing the Roll Tide Willie Blitz, Bama Blitz. Uh, so I think, you know, I know all, Auburn is, is hopeful to uh, get him on their side, the freeze five. Jalen Mbakwe basically promising Alabama fans that uh, Ryan Williams is going to be a part of this 2024 class. And I think he is. I think he really is. I think Ryan Williams has handled this pretty perfectly from his perspective. You get a new coach. Oh, I was committed to Nick Saban. Let's decommit. Let's reopen our commitment and see kind of what's out there. Oh, Alabama, you hire Kalen DeBoer, an offensive-minded coach. Oh, you bring in Jamarcus Washington, a wide receivers coach who's developed wide receivers at a very high level. I'll go check it out. I still like your school. I know all about your players. I think Ryan Williams has played this very, very well, and it's still going to work out very well for him and for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So that's going to do it for our show today. I'm sorry if I was a little too uh, emotional fr uh, emotional or frustrated or angry trying to eliminate some of that from, uh, from, from you know, from my character. want to be more as objective as I can. I just think that uh, maybe this Alabama team – is not going to reach the level, reach the uh, reach the level, the heights that the fan in me wants them to reach. I think that you know, is the team fine? Yeah, the team is fine. Will they probably finish in the top four of the league? Yeah, they probably will. Are they likely to win it? No, I don't think they are. 
Can they get on a roll and win the SEC tournament? Of course. You get hot. Ooh, man, you, it's hard to stop a, hard, a, a hot shooting basketball team. You get hot in Nashville, anything can happen. I definitely believe that. This team is talented enough to make a run. Do I think it's likely? No, I don't. I think they'll probably end up on semi semifinal Saturday going home uh, to one of the three other top-tier teams. And then what happens in the NCAA tournament just depends on the draw. Just depends on the draw. Depends on how the team shoots and how the team defends. You've got about, uh, what, two months Two months away, February, March. Yeah, you got about two months away until all this really matters. So, look, the overreaction that I have is probably invalid, is probably too reactionary, is probably too knee-jerky. Look, I know it's not football. I know one loss doesn't doom your season. I know the Crimson Tide can bounce back. Look, you went on Wednesday, and I'm going to flip the other way. I'll flip back the other way and say, oh, Bruce Pearl, ha, 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 ha. I'll take this loss back to Auburn, you know, sweaty Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I might go the other way. Uh, so reactionary. I know that that is not a good thing. Uh, so we'll see what this team does and how they respond. We'll be listening and talking to head coach Nato. It's tomorrow in the Naylor Stone media room. You can follow that at BamaCentral.com, and we'll be all over it. That's going to do it for our show today. I think we're going to have more, tra more transfer portal news this week, incoming transfer portal news this week. Uh, we'll just stay tuned to BamaCentral.com about that as we uh, follow it all right here at BamaCentral.com. I want to appreciate everybody who's watched us today, everybody who's listened to us today. You watch us on YouTube. You watch us on Facebook and on Twitter. You listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Amazon and on Spotify. You can subscribe, rate, and review the program wherever that you get your podcast or wherever that you on the Bama Central YouTube channel. I appreciate everybody who's done that, who shared it with a friend it's my honor. It's my pleasure to, to do this. Thank you so much, Chris Walsh, for putting us on each and every day. Look, go subscribe to the other Bama Central Broadcasting Network podcast. Our friends, Blue Collar Unplugged, will give you a much more objective opinion, a much more uh, balanced opinion about Alabama basketball, maybe, maybe a little more positive opinion about Alabama basketball on Blue Collar Unplugged with B Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, and Jacob Pickle. Tomorrow on the program, we'll talk more about these recruits. We'll talk more about some of the movements that, that have happened. And we'll talk about Nick Dunlap. And we'll just talk about whatever get, comes to our mind over the next 24 hours. We appreciate everybody watching us. We're going to have a great day. I hope you do as well. That's going to do it for another edition of the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. Keep up with Joe on all his social media pages at JoeGaither6. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to read us daily at BamaCentral.com.